0: Welcome to Home and Classroom, a podcast brought to you by Brightside Up. I'm your host, Rachel Mandel, and I'm here today with Hannah Wise. This week, we're talking with our own Raquel Sademeyer about dual language learning. Before we get into today's interview, I wanted to share an exciting opportunity for training. Brightside Up will offer Mind in the Making starting October 25th. Mind in the Making is an eight-part series that shares the science of children's learning through innovative, in-depth training and materials geared for action. This eight-week series offers 12 credit hours and is free for a limited time only. You can get more information and sign up today on our website. Now let's get right to our conversation with Raquel. Raquel Sademeyer is the Director of Education and Curriculum and Spanish Services here at Brightside Up. She's been in the child care field for over 25 years. She started as a parent volunteer, moved into the classroom for many years, and now supports the provider community to be successful and provide high provide high quality services. Welcome, Raquel. Hi, Raquel. Hi. Nice. <laughs> Hi.
1: Thank you. Hi. We're, yeah. we're so excited because we are talking about a totally new topic that we have not tackled at all on the podcast, which is language. Interesting. Yes. Yes. About so, time then. Yeah, <laughs> about, about time. <laughs> yes. I would say. Yes, way <laughs> overdue.
0: We've been um, wanting to get you on the podcast for yes, years. Yes, so Yes, we've, we've been. Now is the moment. Yeah. Okay, yes. uh, we
1: got you. <laughs> so so the first question we wanted to ask was... What languages do you know how to speak?
2: Oh, interesting. And I always say when I start talking to people, listen to my words, Mm -hmm. not to my accent. Because Mm -hmm. I know that I have a really strong accent. And sometimes people get like, "Uh, listen to my words, not to my accent. I speak Spanish, Uh Mm fluent. I speak a little bit of Portuguese. And I'm trying so hard to speak English. I'm trying every day (laughs) to do my best. Oh, (laughs) Oh, you're doing it. Yeah, you're (laughs) doing it You're doing it. Languages, yeah. you know, ah, languages. Portuguese, yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, i follow Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good
0: to know. <laughs> so, can you just, as we start this conversation, maybe just tell us a little bit about your experience with language? Experience with
2: language as a bilingual person or multilingual mm-hmm. person, uh, I do have a lot of experience with language. Yeah, I, I speak Spanish because mm-hmm. I, I was born. I'm raised in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our our first language in Puerto Rico is Spanish. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then... I don't know you're going to ask me this later, but I will tell you now, I moved from Puerto Rico here to United <laughs> States, to Connecticut. I was living in Hartford, Connecticut. And then there is when I learned English. Because even though that we, yes, we they teach us English in Puerto Rico in the public school, uh-huh. reality, we didn't have like a lot of practice. It was very uh, basic English, um, which means that when I came here to United yeah. States, I didn't know mm-hmm. anything. And And how how old were you? Uh, I was 33. (laughs) (laughs)
0: 33? I was 33. I was
2: 33 with three kids when I moved to Hartford, Connecticut.
1: Did your kids Mm -hmm. know English? They didn't know. So you were all kind of in the same situation? Yes, in the same situation.
2: No English, different uh, place, different culture, different language, different food, different everything. But then I started working uh, in a Head Start program, Uh and then I started learning with the children. Wow. I was talking to them, they were talking to me, I was talking to them in Spanish, they were responding to me in English, and then I was repeating back to them what they were saying. Wow! And I was asking all the teachers and asking everyone that, that I knew that yeah. they were good in English, how do I say this? Yeah. ¿Cómo se dice? Yeah. And this <laughs> is the way, practicing, yeah. practicing. Wow. Did yeah. the
1: students in that Head Start have any experience with Spanish prior yes. to you? Yes, they in did. the community
2: that I yeah. was uh, working uh, in Hartford, Connecticut, yes,
1: they, they did. So that was mm-hmm. pretty much a dual language yes, program uh, that you were in. Yes, so that, yes. that's a good spot to land, uh, I would yes, think. Yes, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. yes. And they were helping me. They were able to understand most when I was talking to them yeah. in
2: Spanish. And that they were translating for me, yes.
1: What was your experience like in Puerto Rico learning English? Like, when, you know, you said that they taught in school, but what age did that start?
2: Uh, we started in
1: kindergarten, uh,
2: first grade, yeah. if I recall correct, probably, yes. And we have just one period of English. Okay. We have the, yeah. the regular, you know, right. the classes, math, yeah. uh, the Spanish, yeah. social studies, and then we have one period for English. Mm-hmm. And most of the time that English, those English classes
1: were taught in Spanish. Oh, uh, right.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's kind of that's, like, I mean, that's, that's really,
2: really how I like, learned. Solidarity. I mean,
1: <laughs> that's what I was trying to like relate yeah. it to is learning language here in the yeah. United States in public school. And I, my, I took Spanish in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I was ever exposed mm-hmm. to yeah. another, another language other than English. And yeah, I mean, I probably absorbed Almost nothing, you know, like one period a day, you know. One taught mostly in English. Yeah. Same with us.
0: So that's not dual language learning. <laughs> <No>. So <laughs> yeah. tell us maybe let's start there no. then. What is dual language learning? What do we mean by that when we say those words?
2: Dual language learning is when we having a child, and this is important, it's a difference between me as an adult mm-hmm. that I already know Spanish mm-hmm. and I'm learning English as my second language. Mm-hmm. Right. Dual language learners are children that are learning the home language at the same time mm-hmm. they are learning English. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's two languages at the same time. One of the questions that I ask teachers or I ask providers when I facilitate this training, we have a dual language training here at Bright that Up, is... Do you think that your children, the children that you provide services, do you think that they know everything about English? And they look at me and they say, no, <laughs> <laughs> they are learning. That's yeah. what you're doing in the classroom, uh-huh. right? right? You're teaching them English. Yeah. You you model language, you read books, you sing songs for right. them to be able to speak English. Mm-hmm. That is the reason why we call them dual language learning, because they are still learning English, but they are still learning the home language, mm-hmm. the right. one that is being used at home. Yeah." So it's, that's kind of it's happening mm-hmm. at the same time. At the same time. Simultaneously.
0: And I think I've always heard that's easier. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's true? Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like it would be.
2: B- uh, babies come to this world with the capacity they are able to speak any language. Do you yeah. know that? I'm any be- language. I would say if you if a baby is born in China, yeah. right, and yeah. then the baby move moved here to United yeah. States, something happen, yeah. a, a, a you know a family from the United States yeah. adopt that baby. What language do you think that that baby is gonna is gonna talk? English. English. Yeah. Good accent or without accent? No
0: accent? No accent. No accent.
2: Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, yeah. he he born in yeah. China. Yeah. Right. Right you see babies right. come to yeah. this world <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: they
0: <Just blank laughs> really yeah.
2: all languages Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. so when you're teaching them in the classroom and they, they have a different home language mm-hmm. this is what you're saying so like yeah. at home mm-hmm. they speak something but mm-hmm. really they don't speak either language no <laughs> yeah, no you know? it's like a baby <laughs> right. you're a baby <laughs> right. and yeah. you
2: teaching them English yeah. and then you're in the classroom teaching them English and then families at home are teaching them the home language at the end in reality they are learning these Fold two languages together. at right. the same time. Yeah, that is so that would great. you say,
1: is it as easy as just for babies just learning one language as it is for them to learn English and Spanish together? Two, three, four, Done. five. Wow, we wow. should be doing That's more. Am- I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yes. It's really cool to think yes. about. Yes. It is. <laughs> Got a blank slate <laughs> with language. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, we should be doing more. That makes me think that, yeah. you, well, that there is me- one uh school one school in my city school district that does a dual language program where everything is taught in two different languages. Yeah.
1: At what age?
0: It starts at kindergarten uh, or pre-K. Yeah. Starts Pre-K, at pre-K. Okay. Yeah, pre-K. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's like why why did we wait till 7th
2: grade? <laughs> <laughs> and like when that they is hard. When they're it's, beyond the yeah. elasticity in the brain yeah. is better, you know, okay. it's easier for them yeah. to learn not just two, three, four languages at the same yeah. time. It's all in the brain. I have to mention that. <laughs> so yes. does
0: the the provider or the Mm adults do they have to have any knowledge of the language that they speak at home
2: no, no. They need to have some what I call survivor wars mm-hmm. yeah. because you need to be able to communicate somehow with yeah. that child. Yeah. You need to be able to say, I don't know, uh, yes, yeah. no, uh, please, yeah. basic, bathroom, food, yeah. thirsty, mm-hmm. yeah. hungry. Yeah. You need to know survivor wars. Yeah. So that's what I like to call Yeah. Them. But for these, you have the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm you communicate with the families, yeah. you maybe need to have a you know an interpreter yeah. that is going to help you, but then you communicate with the families and then you get those survival wars. Mm-hmm. That's all that you need. Yeah. That's all that you need. The other thing that you need to be doing is encouraging the families to keep the home language. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, and
2: I know, and I know because it happened to me yeah. when I came to this country, we were talking about my, his, my, my, my story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want my children to learn English so bad yeah. because I want them to help me yeah, yeah. They, they're gonna be the job is gonna be they're gonna yeah. be my translators mistake from me at that at that time but that like me it's a lot of families yeah it's a lot of people that come from different countries and for us as an adult it's a little bit difficult yeah. for yeah. children yes. it's, it's, it's easier um, and then yes we need to have this conversation with the families why Why it is important to keep the home language and I don't know that that's a question that you're going to ask me, no. but I'm going to jump to that. Yeah, yeah go to it. Yeah. Yes, the home language is to keep ties with families mm-hmm. is to keep that relationship that you got with families. Most of these children have families back in their countries, mm-hmm. the grandma, the grandpas, the uncles, cousins. Yeah. How are they gonna communicate with yeah. them if they don't speak the home language? Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And what you just said was that they are going to learn English anyway. So they maybe gonna. that's a, yeah. yeah. So maybe yeah, that's a comfort no to the parents what, yeah. who really want them to learn English. They're you can gonna. say they will, but you still need to, you know, foster the home language.
2: Yes but it's it's a little a bit more complicated than that. This is conversations that we need to have with families because like me is wasn't easy, Rachel yeah. and Hannah. Wasn't mm-hmm. easy. Come to this country and, and have this broken English and this strong accent mm-hmm. when you go into places and you were asking just for a simple coffee. I remember this story. I was asking for a coffee and then I want a skim milk, but I couldn't pronounce skim. I was saying skin. I want a coffee with skim milk. You know, the person mm-hmm. that was uh, selling me the coffee, she started laughing at me. Oh, oh And then I was like, you know, forget it. Yeah. Just give me. Coffee, coffee, yeah. black yeah. is okay. Right. Um and yes, like me we we've experienced like very mm-hmm. difficult uh, yeah. situations and we don't want that for our children. Yeah. Right. We don't right. want that. Right. We want them to be successful. We want right. them to be respected. Yeah. We don't want them to experience these type yeah. of difficult uh, situations. Yeah. Um, and that's why they encourage, we encourage our children English, just English yeah. and learn English yeah. and learn it well and perfect. Some families even prohibit children to speak the home language at home. Mm. Because they, they want children to to blend. Yeah. yeah. They want to our assimilate children to, to blend yeah. in, in this culture, yes. So I guess mm-hmm.
1: that's a really important thing for providers to be aware of and a really tough conversation to have with your families and mm-hmm. just kind of like comfort them and remind them that they will learn English They will, no matter what. No matter what. And so, <laughs> they but will. having two language, you mm-hmm. know, what are all the benefits that come along mm-hmm. with knowing the mm-hmm. home language or another language mm-hmm. um, and like you said, connection to the family but connection. also to mm-hmm. the culture that they, mm-hmm. you know, were mm-hmm. born into. Exactly. has to be
2: so important. It is. It is very important to have that connection with the culture, with the family, family, with the community. They need to have that. Uh, But you need to put it in a balance. It's just to educate the families. Yes, they're going to learn English. It's easier for a child here to learn English than learn our home language. Because like, I will give you another example. I speak perfect English. But then who else is here that speaks Spanish that I can practice? Right. Let's oh, talk about our agency. Yeah. Yeah. But we have five, six yeah. people that speak Spanish. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. easier for me to practice English yeah. because we're talking about over 50 people that yes. speak English than yeah. for me to practice Spanish. Yeah. It's kind of hard. Yeah. Yes, that is what I always say keep your home language, practice with your child, and encourage them as much as you can for them to, to speak, to talk yeah. their home language, yeah. and tell them the reason why. Yeah, It's, it's always a someone special back at home yes. that is, is is craving when I talk to you, yeah. and would be easy if you talk to them in, yeah, in the language, language that they know. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and even, you know, that aspect is so important, but probably reminding families that knowing more than one language can create like with such a successful ch- like so many more opportunities yes. will open up from knowing more languages yes. than if you just know English like yes. I've been trying to learn Spanish for like 15 years so
0: <laughs> it's, so, 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 it's get, so hard as an adult no I need, adult. need to just go to a country
1: for like two months that only speaks Spanish like that's the only way I I'm think practicing. yeah yeah <laughs> um, So I kind of wanted to go back um, to when we were talking about how babies can learn all these different languages Mm -hmm. and they're kind of a blank slate. Can you speak to a little bit of how language does develop and how that works in our brains? Yes. The first that children uh, start learning is the sound. Sounds mm-hmm. And the
2: sounds in dif- in language are different. Mm-hmm. The sounds that you have in the English language are different for the sounds that you have in the Spanish mm-hmm. languages. That is why I would say, and I say this like, like in a fun, fun way, like I cannot say thank you because the TH sound doesn't exist in Spanish. I say mm-hmm. thank you, mm-hmm. like a tank.
0: Because oh. I wasn't
2: used to to hear the that sounds. That's okay. the first stage: yeah, yeah. sounds. And then they combine those sounds, and they learn words. Mm-hmm. When they combine the d da da, mama, they combine the sounds, yeah. and they, they form words. And then they combine those words, and they start talking in sentence. Mm-hmm. That is the way that children learn language: mm-hmm. sounds, words. And sentences.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is the same no matter what it's language, the no matter what language. Yeah. It's the same no matter what language. It's the same no matter what language. The difference
2: is the sounds in each language. Yeah. The sounds in Spanish, the sounds in Japanese, yeah. the sounds in, in Russian yeah. are different from the sounds yeah. in English. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So they're but just taking in more sounds mm-hmm. if they're learning multiple mm-hmm. languages yes. and then their brain starts to parse them into which Process. languages Exactly. Wish. These okay.
2: ones I'm not using no more. I don't need it. They put this yeah. in the in the back file. But yeah. these ones are the ones that I'm hearing constantly, yeah. which means that these ones are the ones that I'm going to be using. Yeah. Let me start practicing these because yeah. I'm going to need them. Yeah. Right. That's what it is. Oh,
0: that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's why I imagine some people could lose their language that's kind of like what yes, you were talking about before. If exactly. you're not using yes. it, much.
2: you're not using it, you're not practicing, you're not, you're not listening to the language, mm-hmm. then you lose it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you were talking a little bit about how important it is to continue with the home language. What can I'm trying to think of like, you know, if you're a provider and you want to encourage that, might what might you be doing in your classroom to just encourage cultural diversity in general? Like, make it obvious and clear that you're supporting all you know, different sorts of backgrounds and you're encouraging people to bring that in. Do you have any ideas for that? Yes, you
2: first, you need to have a communication with the families. You need to know the families that you are serving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to know where they're coming from. You mm-hmm. need to know uh, cultures, the cultures, the background. And then you need to incorporate that in your classroom. And mm-hmm. that is not just with dual language learners. Mm-hmm. That is in general. Yeah. Yeah. That is like every child in your classroom bring their own culture. Mm-hmm. And you need to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. It's your responsibility as a provider to get to know that mm-hmm. and bring that in your classroom. How are mm-hmm. you gonna bring that in your classroom? Dramatic play. Mm-hmm. You can have dress up clothes. Uh-huh. You can have pictures, block mm-hmm. block, art. In all your areas, mm-hmm. you can have a something significant, important for that child culture culture in your classroom.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then songs. Songs, books. yeah. You
2: can have that too mm-hmm. in your classroom. Conversations uh, with the families and, and encourage them to come to your classroom to visit you and have conversations mm-hmm. in their home language with the children. Yeah. It is it is very interesting sometimes when you don't know the language you feel a little bit afraid,
1: mm-hmm. right? And then
2: when people come speaking or talking in a different language you hesitate. Oh, but I want to understand what they are saying, mm-hmm. talking English. No that conversation that they are having is important, is valuable. Mm -hmm. They are communicating in their home language because this is the best way for them to communicate. Mm -hmm. Foster, encourage that. Mm -hmm. When you see parents in your classroom that are talking in a different language instead to be, uh, oh, but I would like to know what they are saying. No, mm-hmm. Pro- provide a safe space for them to do it mm-hmm. and be happy. Mm-hmm. Be happy that they are doing it. They mm-hmm. are promoting the home language. They are practicing. They mm-hmm. are keeping the home language. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In one of your trainings, you talk a little bit about the tourist approach. I wonder if you could just tell us what is that? The tourist
2: approach <laughs> is when you decided for two weeks we're gonna talk about Hispanic. Yeah. This is not the way that we uh, promote. This is not the mm-hmm. way that we teach about culture. Culture mm-hmm. is not a two weeks topic thing. Mm-hmm. Culture should be embedded in you every day in your routine in your activities. One example that I can give you, I'm, I'm going to classroom to do these mm-hmm. observations or this assessment. And they do have a lot of components and materials to be able to promote diversity. Mm-hmm. They have a uh, little plastic people for different countries. Mm-hmm. They have dolls uh, for different countries. They have puppets for different countries. But what I'm not seeing very often is having meaningful conversations with that. Mm-hmm. It's not about just two weeks Topic. It's about to every day. You have a puppet that represents, I don't know, Hispanic. I want to keep using Hispanic because I am. Sure. A, a mm-hmm. Puerto Rican puppet, mm-hmm. Mexican puppet. Use it to have rich conversation with the children about that culture. You mm-hmm. got a plastic people that I don't know, different type of, of, of cultures. Have those materials to have this rich conversation with children. Mm-hmm. Talk about similarities, mm-hmm. talk about difference between people. Talk about respect.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Talk about respect. Because it's good for the children to know the similarities. It's good for children to know the difference. But it's more important for them to know about respect.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We need to respect the difference. Mm-hmm. We need to respect our similarities. Yeah. Yes. And not just for two weeks. Sure. All yeah. year.
0: Yeah. From. No, I, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. I mean, even in my own children's experience, there's like a cultural diversity day. Or you know the that's a part of a curriculum, oh, so it might come up. And
2: that might be very, very sad, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. And it seems.
0: I mean, I could. I could really understand like why you might start there if you don't know anything. You know, yes. like if you really haven't like explored the right. idea of like what, and if you haven't, then you know now's a good time to start. But if yeah. you haven't explored the idea of the different cultures in your classroom, mm. you might think, oh, this is important. I know it's important, and here's this curriculum. I could do it for a day, yes. but you're really not doing you're not doing service to the children in yes. the classroom that and then you know validating
2: all children. Cultures, because mm-hmm. it's not when we're talking about diversity, we always it goes straight to what is different. Right. Mm-hmm. We go straight to the people that speak different language, people that, that eat different food. But uh-huh. what about the children that are in your classroom? That yes, they speak English. They have their own culture. Sure. Mm-hmm. And you know, validating that. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the Spanish culture. We're talking about I don't know the Asian culture. But what about the children in your mm-hmm. classroom? That is why it's important to validate all cultures mm-hmm. that your children mm-hmm. have in your classroom, mm-hmm. not just one. A special day not just two special weeks right mm-hmm. all of them
0: yeah mm-hmm. and the kids who are actually there yes like the, the that are, that are interacting, interacting with each other and they're yes. seeing each other definitely yes oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm.
1: So, another term that you use that I would, did not know what it meant, I thought it meant something else, um, is code switching.
2: Code switching. Code switching. Can you speak a
1: little bit to what that means and how it's used? Yes, yeah. I always say it's when the child starts talking in one language and
2: finishes uh, the sentence in yeah. another one. But I will tell yeah. you exactly what it is. Oh, okay, Good. I will tell you exactly what <laughs> it got is. It's the full definition. Yes, the full definition. <laughs> code switching is the use of elements from two languages in the same conversation. Most of the time, like I say, the child starts talking in in English. That's the second Mm -hmm. language that the child Mm -hmm. is is learning in English. And then they finish the the sentence in the language that they are more familiar. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it's the home language. That's Mm -hmm. what it is.
1: So interesting, because I would think that learning two languages at the same time, that would be pretty common, right? Mm -hmm. To kind of switch back and
2: forth. Mm -hmm. It's very common. It's nothing wrong. Before they were thinking there was something wrong, they were sending children to uh, specialty classes.
0: Oh really?
2: Yes, yes. They were they were saying that was a disability. (laughs) That was a disability. Yes, because they were when the children were doing co switching, like when they say they were confusing, they were confused. This is not helping them. We need to send them to take special classes. No, now it's proven. We know that it's a it's a normal process in the brain. Yeah, the child is. Able, is capable. You imagine how amazing it is that the child is able to start a sentence in English and is able to find the right words wow. to finish the sentence mm-hmm. in the home language. That's that brain like is going back and forth, back incredible. and forth. It's incredible. But before, the sentence structure, of like the that.
1: languages are so different mm-hmm. too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know yes. how that would happen, yes. but mm-hmm. yeah, yes. it's pretty amazing. Yes.
0: So you don't have to do anything if that's happening. That's just anything, a normal thing. You, you,
1: what you need
2: to do is, if you, example, you have a child in your classroom and you're going to keep using the Spanish language, mm-hmm. right? And then they shall say, I want more leche. Leche mm-hmm. means milk in mm-hmm. Spanish. You already know that he's able to say that he want more. Mm-hmm. But the word that he's having a little bit of difficulty there is leche. What are you going to do? You're going to use leche mm-hmm. in different contexts. Oh, you telling me that you want more milk? Yes, mm. we have more milk here. Mm. Oh, milk is delicious. Mm-hmm. I like cold. And then when the child is playing, you know what? In dramatic play, I would like to have a cup of milk, mm-hmm. a cold milk. And then maybe in the afternoon, we're talking about the snack. You know, we got water, but we can offer you milk. Mm-hmm. Do you want milk? It's using the word that you know that the child is having some difficult mm-hmm. in context. Mm-hmm. right? Concrete
0: mm-hmm. for the so child to
2: be. Yes.
1: Encouraging mm-hmm. that.
0: Which yes, is what you would do with any child who, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking of same, children who Rachel. are only learning one language. It's the same. In my yeah. experience, English, because, you know, they're yeah. my children, mm-hmm. but they can sometimes just not be able to find a word. And then you try to use it as much as yeah. you can mm-hmm. that day. Okay.
2: Yes. I remember my granddaughter, Emily, which I adore. She couldn't pronounce a s- a strawberry. And mm-hmm. then she was strawberry.
0: And then I was <laughs> like, oh, I
2: can tell that you want uh, strawberries. Yes, I can give you more strawberries. Yes. And she keeps saying strawberries. And until this day, she's six, she look at me, she say strawberry, and she say, no, no, I know it's not that, it's it's strawberry. Strawberry and yeah. say, okay, you got it right, but I love the way that you said it before. I yeah. know, oh, sometimes you don't want
0: them to learn, yeah.
2: I think. The process, <laughs> and you say something very uh, accurate, the process is the same. Yeah. When you child that is just speaking one language say a, a word that we think, you know, is, is not the right way to, to say it, what do you do?
0: Yeah. You, you put the word it. in mm-hmm.
2: context. Mm-hmm. You don't say no, you don't say it like that, no. You use yeah. the word, you repeat it back at them. It's mm-hmm. the same yeah. when the child is and, using it. And so there's uh, no
1: like Risk of them losing leche. Like no. they got that. They got that. Okay. <laughs> they got that. So they got leche. Right. It's an d- additional. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yes.
0: okay. that's interesting. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm thinking of my daughter called her binky. We call it a binky. Mm-hmm. And she called it a meat. I have okay. no idea why, okay. but, but we realized that that's what she meant. She would yell about her meep. She wanted her meep. So then we would say, oh, you want your binky? And then she changed it to minky. Okay. So it went from meep to minky, and just this week, she's at binky, which I'm kind of sad she's got it figured out because yeah. meep was really meep cute. was good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, That was cute. <laughs> yeah, so then I guess, you know, I I know that you say this in a lot of your trainings, but I guess maybe we could just talk for a second about the difference between dual language learners and second language learners or English as a second language. A second I just want to make sure that I think mm-hmm. that I was a little bit confused on that. So,
1: yeah, you touched on it in the beginning, but I think just. Well, let me clarify yeah, one yeah, more clarify. time. yeah more
0: language
2: learners are children that are learning two or more languages at the same right. time. Yes. Which is children. I don't know five, six, and 100. I would yeah. say even seven, eight. Yeah. I, I, seven, eight, they yeah. still learning yeah. English, la, English uh, language at the same mm-hmm. with yep. the home language. English as a second language, and I would like to say English as a second language because the, the people that are learning English as a second language, they have a language already. Sure. They are speaking the home language mm-hmm. and then they are learning a second language. I like mm-hmm. to use that instead of English language learners because what is the home language. What is the place for the home language there? We need to understand that the people that are learning English as a second language, they have home language. Mm -hmm. Whatever language it is, they have one language already. They are just learning a second Mm -hmm. language. We will be adults. adult. Adult. So that was your experience.
1: That was my experience. Coming here, yeah. Coming here as an adult. It's really interesting because I've learned, I've heard of English as a second language. Like there's ESL classes. You know, I've heard of that growing up, but... Not so much dual language learner. That's kind of a new term for me. Yes. Which, I think that's why
0: it's kind of important to point out because yeah. to me, hearing you speak, the reason I wanted to come back to it is just because it seems a lot like with dual language learners, you're really not doing almost anything different other than just being aware. Of you know the the yeah, backgrounds provider, of your children,
1: a parent, yeah. as a provider, yeah.
0: or a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with English as a second language, that's a whole other ball it's, game. it's
2: different. Yes, I when I facilitate this training, I start asking the the provider or the staff, what are you doing in the classroom mm-hmm. to promote language in general? Mm-hmm. Oh, we we mapping actions, we language modeling, we ask open ended questions, we read books, we sing songs. They give me a lot of strategies, and I tell them, do you know what you need to do? we do dual language learners, and they are looking at me like, "No, I don't know." The same, <laughs> yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it's the same, right?
2: You're gonna keep talking. Mm-hmm. You're gonna keep having one-to-one conversations, mm-hmm. back and forth conversations. You're gonna mapping your own actions. You're gonna mapping the child actions. You're gonna ask questions. Right. You're gonna do exactly what you're doing already, yeah. Because it's language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what you're teaching language. Yeah.
0: Yes, this is it. Beautiful. That's great. That's it's it. That's all they have to do. Listen mm-hmm. to this. <laughs> Perhaps take a training
1: with Raquel. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, if anybody was listening to this and they want more information, would you yeah. have any resources you'd like us to put up, or maybe? Yes, I training. have some resources
2: that I can share with you. Okay. But reality, I'm going to be facilitating this training next mm-hmm. Monday at the conference. Oh, yes. I'm so I think that'll already happen yes. by the
0: time they're listening to okay.
2: this. Okay. But but
0: it'll come back. It'll, it'll come, come back. back. It will come
2: back, yes. yes. I, and even if a program, if, if some, some programs are listening to this and they want me to go to the program to facilitate yeah. the training, you just have to email me. Yeah. Email me, call here Bryce at setup, yeah. and I'm more than happy. I'm very passionate about this topic, yeah. and I just go and facilitate day this training for them it's
1: so important yeah, right. All right. yeah and we'll Definitely. put uh, Raquel's email in the show yeah. notes so people can reach out
0: please alright well thank you so much for coming Thanks, on Raquel. gracias gracias. Oh, gracias gracias Raquel gracias thank you. <laughs> okay.
1: that's what's happening this week find our show notes on our website at brightsideup.org click on home and classroom also look for our Instagram page at home and classroom on Instagram please rate review and subscribe Thank you for listening. By doing so, you're helping to create a world where all children are understood.